You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Well, greetings and welcome back to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. I'm your host, Chika Eloy. And I'm your co-host, Jay Teresi. Jay, I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to just pray us out of the gate so that we can jump into this healthy discussion. Holy Spirit, I ask that as we continue to walk down the conversation of rites of passage, Lord, that I ask that you use us to talk through what we're called to as men, continue to help Jay and I get out of the way, yet bring truth to all that we say. We say all of this and we ask for your help, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we are in rites of passage, Jay. Quick recap for the listeners that are jumping in. We talked about what rites of passage were in part one. Last um, episode, we spoke through the brain. We spoke about how the brain impacts rites of passage. And Jay, today, I hope we get a little practical. We are going to get a little practical today as we wrap this series up. And obviously, we could do podcast after podcast after podcast. So we're touching on a really deep subject at a very high level. But the idea and the whole purpose of the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast is to whet your appetite. We want to whet your appetite and introduce you to some things so that you can then pursue those on your own. And so for today, we're going to be talking about a lot of different concepts and materials that are real practical in nature, things you can do. And our show notes will be pretty robust if you're interested in going and looking at some of the things we're going to talk about. But what we want to start with today is what I hope is a bit of a rescue. You were not meant to figure out life on your own. Listen, men, I want you to hear that again. You were not meant to figure out life on your own. If you have been left or feel like you have been left to figure out life on your own, I just want to say I'm sorry for that. And that breaks God's heart. I want you to know that breaks God's heart. And what we're going to be talking about today is, well, how do I turn that around? What, what can I do if that's where I find myself? Hey, I've been listening to you guys and your conversation and I'm resonating with some of it, but I don't know what to do with any of that. There's some great news for you. There's some really, really great news. And we're going to anchor to two scriptures today, Chico. Pretty famous scriptures in kind of the Christian world, but we're going to go deep on them. The first is 2 Corinthians 5.17, where it says, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. I'm a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Now, that's a beautiful scripture. But it requires daily work. We're going to talk about that. And the second one is Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me and the life I live in the body is really for him. It's for him. Now, that's also a beautiful scripture, but kind of intimidating. And you heard us talk in the first few episodes, if you've listened to any of our past episodes around, hey, the Christian life, the biblical man really is actually a man who has set himself aside, which is super, super un-American, super not with our current culture, but that's the biblical man. And it sounds like, how do you even do that? We're going to talk a little bit about that. But I hope today that you just hear that message. If you find yourself feeling isolated, feeling alone, feeling mm. burdened with all the mm. stuff we've done in the pandemic, the last episode, we talked about all the losses. You've experienced some crazy losses. It's okay to acknowledge them. And I just want you to know that God sees it and he's got a plan. And we're going to talk about that plan, Chica. Amen. Amen. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm excited, Jay. Um, and I, and I love those two verses as well. In fact, that the first one 
the the Corinthians piece is actually here in the title slide for our for our podcast. You know, it's it's what we've kind of built the foundation of our podcast to be around that the old is gone and the new is here. So lead us, Jay Teresi, what do we got coming? Well, this is the idea, right? Biblical manhood is actually about killing the old man every day. And, and the reality is, as long as you're on this side of the veil, until we have bodily death here and move into eternity, you're going to be battling sin. Like we live in a fallen and broken world. We talked about this, Chica, in one of our episodes. Like we absolutely believe there was a real Adam, a real Eve, a real garden. Something really bad happened way back in our past. The world got broken. This thing is not operating on God's design, that God is going to come back and rescue us and reestablish it in his design. But until then, in this age of grace that we live in, right, between Jesus' death on the cross and his return, the biblical term, the fancy church term is this is the age of grace. All that means is Hey, we're, we're saved. We have the Holy Spirit living in us if we're a believer and we have the opportunity to grow, but we have got to fight for that every single day. We've got to put the old man to death every day. It doesn't just happen once. It's not like, boom, Second Corinthians, I accepted Christ, have my altar moment, whatever, around a campfire. Whenever you came to Christ, that was just the beginning of what Paul calls a long race, a very long race the rest of your life. And so here's the first thing I want to say to you. And we can talk about this, Chica. If you were not initiated, I'm sorry for that. And the vast majority of the men listening to this podcast, and even the women listening to this podcast, if any women are here, welcome, you were probably not initiated completely. And if you had wonderful parents, thank God for that. Even there, they probably missed a few things. That's the whole point of discipleship. You you, you were probably not initiated right, but here's the deal. And, and Jay, before, before you continue down that, are you talking about initiation culturally or uh, spiritually or both? Uh-oh. Probably both. Okay, so when you say that we were not initiated, by, could you give me maybe one or two examples? Yeah, I think there's this, was I initiated into life properly as a man, as a woman? And then the second piece of, did anyone teach me what being a Christian really means? Mm. The way that Paul meant, the way that Peter meant, mm-hmm. the way that Jesus meant. So I think there's two points of initiation here. It's a great question. Here's what's really important to understand. God absolutely will step in and complete your initiation, wants to, desires to, but you have to ask for it. Listen, man, you have to ask for it, and then you got to go after it. You have got to submit yourself to it. Because the reality is, as we grow, as God leads our initiation, it's going to take us away from a lot of what our life is built around today. A lot of the things that, quote unquote, feed us and nurture us today may have to go away. And Chica, I want to start this with a discussion around healing. And I know you've been through some deep inner healing the last couple of years. I have as well. Our community of believers around us has really been exploring this for the last two or three years, this deep inner healing. First, it starts with submission and a request. Lord, I want you to initiate me. I want you to pick me up. I want you to start helping me understand what it means to be a man and then what it means to be a biblical man. So you got to start with the request and then some submission. Like I submit to that. And when you say that, it makes me think really quickly, Jay, are you talking like in the morning during my private time, I'm sitting there and I'm asking the Lord for that? Or is this during my day? Is this, and and maybe that's where you pause and and I'm sure you'll step into this, looking and, and waiting for the Holy Spirit to act, you know, in circumstances to say, hey, you asked for that this morning. You asked for that. And here I am nudging you as the Holy Spirit. Um, are you listening? Are you listening? Such a great point, Chica. I I actually think as we mature, this becomes an all-day thing, this ongoing dialogue with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And that takes some time to learn, too. That even sounds weird to say, I'm sure, for a lot of people. Like, what are you talking about? Being in relationship, being in Christ, 
if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. What does that mean? It means Jesus is kind of with you all the time. And there's some wonderful materials. And it takes a long time to learn how to do that. This is a process. Morgan Snyder talks about you have to submit to the ancient path in his book, mm. Becoming a King. You have to submit to the ancient path and allow God to father you. It's going to take some time, Chica, right? So um, for a lot of us, this is going to be, yeah, absolutely. I want that. Well, be careful when you pray this prayer. We talked about it in episode one. <laughs> Right. Je Jesus does say, count the cost. If you do say to God, please initiate me, Jesus, I submit, Holy Spirit, have your way. They're going to take you up on that. And then mm. to Chica's point, throughout the day, you're going to start to get nudged. You're going to say something and the Holy Spirit's going to come on you in a way that's never happened. You're going to be like, oh, I can't talk to people like that. Or this is wrong. Or a thought will come into your head. And then think, Chica, this kind of segues into that healing piece, which is, to hear God, you really have got to start to heal. Maybe, Chiki, you talk a little bit about inner healing and why that's a good first point to begin exploring. I, I'm stuck on the Corinthians passage. The the old is gone, the new is here. And I think of one of the, the greatest rites of passage that we've been called to through Scripture, which is baptism. And it's the literal dunking into the water, washing yourself clean. The old is gone, the new is here. And so that, begin, that began for me, Jay, uh, some real inside looking as now that I've decided that the new is here, what is the new going to look like? And how do I ask for that? And so as we have conversations with the Lord, with your Lord, with your, with your King Jesus, um, you know, what are you calling yourself towards? And so therefore, practically, I think of things like, what am, what am I spending my time doing? Am I binge watching right now? Or am I in scripture? And I know that that sounds very, oh, look how Christian you are. No, 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 no. That's, I'm talking about being a man right now in today's society. We're getting pulled. The enemy is right around every corner, wishing and hoping that you step closer towards him. And so every day in this inner healing, it's asking, Lord, call me towards what you're calling to me towards and, and, and prevent the enemy's darts from hitting me. Get that armor up nice and high. And so getting back into the word. I think about the way that I speak with my wife, the way that I speak with my daughters, the way that I speak with my colleagues, you know, filter, as you all know, Jay, is a, is a big word for me this year and something that I'm really trying to, to walk towards because I feel after asking at the start of the year that that was what the Lord was calling me towards. And so that's all part of this process for me of inner healing, as well as seeking outside counsel, as well as going to therapy, as well as going to spiritual therapy, you know, to try and cut the old ties, the old is gone. And the new is here. And so how do I crystallize what is here today? Yeah, we got to go excavate, right? I mean, there are actual spiritual ties that the old man has sunk into us, right? Through the things in the world that we've consumed, through the way the enemy whispers to us. And Chica, there's a lot more to talk about there. We're not going to be able to go as deep as we want. But just understand, step one is there's going to be some healing involved, some excavation, some looking back at your life. And to Chica's point, you're going to want to do that with God and and Chica said this on our last episode, that the Christian life is an interdependent life, right? The Bible says, confess your sins to one another. Now you got to find the right people in your life, but you're going to have to do this with other believers as well. Speaking out loud, these things begins to take away their power, begins to help us dig into them and hear from the Lord and to get healing. Jesus wants to go back into those points of your life, into those markers in your brain where damage has been done and he wants to bring healing. And it's really hard because we are nurtured in this American world. As much as we said last episode that there's a soft feel to it, there's also that macho man feel too, right? Do not cry. 
do not show your emotions and do not talk about your weaknesses. You and I experience this every day in the in the broken corporate world, Jay, I'm sure, in the boardrooms, where you've got these men beating their chest, actually boys beating their chest. And I say that with no judgment, but there's behavior there that you're like, wow, if you are really truly interested in inner healing, it's one of the most humbling experiences you will go through because you need to ask for help. You need to say, I am not enough and I want to be more. Whether that be spiritually or whether that be culturally, right? And imagine sitting in the boardroom telling your vice presidents, uh, I have no idea what I'm doing right now. I need your help. I need your guidance. It's so humbling, Chica. Like <laughs> these last few years have been so humbling. You're absolutely right about that, but it's also so refreshing. One of the things you said, I think that's really important. It's scary to be that vulnerable with other people. And all of us, likely all of us, have some example of somebody using vulnerability against us. And so we, 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 we're we more comfortable just, well, I'm not going to talk about that. Or, I, or, or we think nobody else has ever experienced that. Look, we're humans. We've all experienced the same thing. You know, that <laughs> Solomon says, there's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing that has happened to you that somebody else hasn't experienced. But the beauty of that, and this kind of leads in to the next section, we've talked about you've got to ask God to initiate us. And, and when you say that, Jay, I, I, I think about, forget the boardroom, how many men do you know, do I know, have I been in a place where I don't want to, I don't want to humble myself before my wife and she is the church, right? We are called, but yet I'm not willing as a man and as a partner in marriage with her, write a passage that I'm not willing to humble myself, but I've got to lead her. It, oh, man, that's so thick. And that's probably another full episode of the, the humility of a man while leading his wife and family. Well, you're touching on a lot there. And all of that comes through this process. If you submit to this process, say you ask God, initiate me. I submit to you, Father. I seek healing. And then a third one is we have got to pray for mentors. Like God will initiate us and he's going to do that through other people. He's going to do it through books and through movies and through humans coming into our life. We got to pray for that. We got to actively look for them, right? John 15, 7, if I'm living in Christ, if I have humbled myself, and I'm seeking God and I'm living in him, that he will respond and deliver what I'm praying for. And so you've got to pray for mentors to come into your life. And then you've got to work this out with them. That is another big point of this process. Hey, asking, submitting, seeking healing, praying for mentors, and then looking for them in your life. And I think that it's ultimately wrapped around, we have been sponsored into sonship, right? So if he's the ultimate sponsor, he with a capital H, we then go after these mentors, maybe young, maybe old, definitely old. <laughs> um, but Jay, th those three points are just hitting home right now. Well, and the last part I think I would lay out for this podcast, Chica, as we're coming up to the end here, is men, you've also got to repent. You're going to have to repent of controlling your life. And you're going to have to submit to this process. This is not a process that can be controlled. Mark Batterson calls the Holy Spirit the wild goose, right? Which, which he didn't coin that. It, it's an ancient saying, I think from Ireland, but don't quote me on that, of what they call the Holy Spirit. It's a wild goose. When you go through this, if you actually seek God's face and you say, I, I want to be initiated, God, like I, parts are missing in me. And I'm going to submit to that. And I seek your healing, God. Show me how to get healed and bring mentors into my life, God, and bring books and movies and podcasts and things that will begin to walk me down this right to that scientific term chica said that i'll start seeing it everywhere like help me on this process i submit to the ancient path you're gonna have to take your hands off the steering wheel because i can promise you it is not it is not 
going to go the direction you think it's going to go. And it takes time. And Chica talked about this. It's humbling. You're going to have moments where you're like, yes, I get it. And I'm healed. And then the next day, that very thing you think you were just healed from is going to rear its head. You're going to go, oh my gosh, it's not healed. I still got to dig out. And, and that's okay. That's like part of the process that's so exciting. And, and Chica and I are right in the middle of this process, right? And we're going to be in it for the rest of our lives. We're digging, we're digging. But this ancient path, if you walk it to Paul's point, and this is where I want to end my part and turn it back over to you, Chico. We're going to put some great books in the show notes. Fathered by God by John Eldridge, really a book dedicated to allowing God to begin the initiation of bringing you into biblical manhood. Becoming a King by Morgan Snyder. Play the Man by Mark Batterson. Renovated by Jim Wilder, which really starts to help you understand attachment theory and to say, you, know, you may be attached to God intellectually. Is your faith an intellectual one? Or have you learned how to attach mm. to God? Part of this process is I need to form a healthy attachment to Jesus. A lot of us, a lot of us, he talks about this in that book, say, I, I know I'm supposed to love my neighbors. And my friends would all agree. All my Christian community would say, yes, we're supposed to love our neighbors and love our enemies. Hey, none of us really love our enemies. <laughs> like That's not natural. Why isn't that happening? And so because we, we understand it intellectually, but at a heart level, we haven't attached. And I, I've been going through... This, this study recently, and it has really challenged me. And, and I've been doing things that are way out of my comfort zone, um, talking to people that I've never talked to before. But God is showing me, again, back to that humbling peace, Chica, how I need to continue in my understanding of what he really wants in the world, what he wants for me, how I can actually subside and reflect him. And, and that has been humbling. So and the last piece too is Paul's epistles. When you think about transformation, when you think about maturity, you need to park in Paul's letters because Paul's letters are all about submitting to the process and learning how to grow. What's your favorite one, Jay? Oh boy, that's hard to choose. I love Romans because- that's, Then that's a great start for, for somebody that's saying, well, which one? Romans yeah, is a great start. It is. And let me tell you why, why I loved Romans. You know, I dealt with some addiction in my life. And uh, when I read- I, I, I don't do the things I want to do and things I don't want to do. Like I totally understood it, but it took years and submitting to this process before I could kick the addiction. And so in Romans, Paul really lays out, you are saved by grace and you're not going to keep sitting. I had to learn this tension of, oh, this sin is wrong and I've got to stop doing it. And it's going to take some time and some learning and some growth. And, and then moving on from Romans, you get into some of the Corinthians and Ephesians. You start to learn about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit and that stuff builds. But first, I think you've got to get this real. I, Me personally, I had to get a base understanding of what sin really is because I denied what sin really was. And I was this intellectual Christian, but not, not, not a second Corinthians Christian. The old man was trying to be in control of the Christian faith, not the submitted new man who said, Holy Spirit, whatever you want, wherever I can go. So for me, I start with Romans, but that may be different for other people. Jay, another great rap to another great podcast and listeners for those of you that have been here from the beginning excellent for those of you that have not heard our three episodes of horrible audio we encourage you to endure it and then go to the app store and maybe give us a rating because we are trying to definitely build this up for ourselves to have conversations but for you to learn from so have a great week everybody jay thank you for wrapping up rites of passage and i look forward to picking up what topic is next week see you next time